History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Chantal Kemsley, who is part of the team at Sherwood Cliffs, a great Christian drug rehab just north of Coffs Harbour in New South Wales. It's great to have you along, Chantal. Tell us a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? Oh, thanks for having me on here, Matt. Born and raised at Sherwood Cliffs Drug Rehab Centre. So a bit of a different kind of place to grow up, not your average um, childhood. Yeah, wow. So a lot of people might have heard of Sherwood Cliffs Drug Rehab and, you know, your parents, John, Pierre and Honey Rifler. Um, for those who don't know the story, how did that all come about? Oh, how did that come about? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> um, in a nutshell, so mum and dad had a real heart for people. Um, they have done since, obviously, before they met each other. Then when they met each other, that heart just intensified. They prayed about what they should do or what they wanted, what God wanted them to do with their life and they felt called to um, build a rehab for those struggling with addiction to be set free. So that's how it started and from there they bought property and um, over the next 40 plus years built um, what it is today. And so what was it like for you as a kid hanging around with a bunch of people that were you know, trying to get off the drugs and trying to get their life on track. Was it dangerous? Was it fearful? Or was it, you know, we, did you always feel safe? Yeah, yeah, no, felt safe. Um, it was, what was it like? I think a lot of, it's really hard to picture what is life like in a rehab. But it's not your average rehab. It's not a real clinical setting. Um, we're, we're set on a property out of town a bit. So we had animals, we had the farm to explore. With the community style of the rehab um, there was always other kids and other families to play with so it wasn't just you know a couple of kids growing up surrounded by addicts as such or people who are just you know losing you know lost everything it wasn't just that um, there was so much more to it than just that and for us for, as, from my perspective as a child it wasn't yeah I guess we didn't see them as you know these broken people we just saw them as other people that were here to live with us and do life with us and um yeah you had the odd person that come in that might have been a bit of a bit of an odd one but it you know how did it didn't really affect so much childhood you know it was yeah. more life we, we were so busy riding horses motorbikes just building cubbies and having adventures well it's a beautiful property and i've been there many times of course in the past and uh, you know, for those who want to visit, it's, you know, about 30 minutes north of Coffs Harbour, kind of in between Mulgooga and Grafton. Is it Glen Innes? Is, is, it, is that the closest town? No, Glen Ray. Glen Ray, that's right. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. And yeah. Right, right near Russell Crowe's property. Have you have you ever met Russell? Yeah. Russell? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> but, you know, we drive past his driveway every time we go into town. <laughs> I heard a rumour once that he's got like 12 Harley Davidsons that he stores at the motorbike shop and... And whenever he's in town, he gets them and he goes riding, 
on his Harley around around that area. Is, that, is there any truth to that rumour? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I shall keep my eye out when motorways go past just, just to see if I can get a glimpse. And let, let's get back to your story. So growing up at Sherwood Cliffs, obviously you're surrounded by Christians. Tell us about your faith journey. Was there a conversion experience for you or did you always just believe? No, we didn't always just believe. Um, Mum and Dad really raised us, you know, that for us to own our own faith. Um, and they made it really clear that God has no grandchildren and um, and that was, you know, if Christianity was something that we wanted to pursue, then that was up to us to actually seek God out and to make it our own. I do remember really clearly as a really little girl, so only four years old, having conversations with God. And, and so I know, I remember at that stage making a little decision um, thinking, yeah, I think, you know, Jesus is real, you know, and I do love him. But then again, you know, life goes on, you just, you're growing up, you're a kid. And I guess it was about, I was about 17 when I then decided, you know, as an adult, I know, you know, not technically an adult at that stage, but as a bigger person, yeah, that this is what I, I do believe that Jesus is real and I do want to um, pursue the faith. So that was in that decision then. And I guess like um, every Christian journey, it is a, it's a constant decision, you know, that we, we want to keep doing this. This is, you know, I do believe that God, you know, is sovereign. And um, so it's been an ongoing thing, but it wasn't any big, you know, incredible conversion story. You know, sometimes I think about it and I think, oh, I've got sort of one of those Boring testimony. He's not the kind that people would flock to churches to hear. <laughs> because, um, you know, um, for me as a parent now, I think, well, that's a good testimony because that's the testimony I want my kids to have. You know, <laughs> that's right. Safe and just discover God and 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 do that. Um, but yeah, even though there wasn't any, you know, life or death situations or anything like that, um, it was really personal and yeah. genuine and heartfelt. Yeah, and I remember we were at the same church, at Coffs Baptist Church, for many years, and I was the youth leader there for a few yeah. years. I was a youth pastor there. I was doing Bible college at the time, and you used to come to the youth group, um, and then you started hanging out with this bloke named Colin. Tell us about how you guys connected. I know, a bit of riffraff. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So how did we connect? So Colin came through the drug rehab, um, through the program here, and that's where we met our parents and, you know, his grandparents actually knew each other, but, you know, we, we didn't know each other as such. And, um, yeah, so we met while he was here and then after he left the program, started a relationship and, yeah, so there was me, the um, little Christian girl <laughs> um, that's, you know, connected with um, Colin, the guy who you know, was 19 and had lost all hope and um, found himself in rehab. So two really different stories, you know, coming together. And But, yeah, that's about I, 23 years ago now. I'll tell, I, I tell you what, rehab turned out all right for him, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he did well. <laughs> Got an added bonus, but let me tell you, it doesn't always happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's a good ad for uh, for rehab, I reckon. You know, you never know what you'll find at rehab. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't go to rehab no. looking for relationships. No. no, that's right. That's right. Speaking about Sherwood, I do remember seeing an ad. I think it might have been in the local newspaper in Coffs that had an old guy 
with a uh, a long beard and a wine bottle in his hand, sleeping rough, and it said something like, "You never see guys like this on the beer ads," and it, then it had Sherwood Cliffs Drug Rehab. This was <laughs> there you go. Yeah, many yeah, years yeah. ago, and I thought it was a very clever ad. Um, but the truth is, you know, there's a there's a lot of people that are struggling with alcohol addiction, drug addiction, ice addiction. You know, that, that are just um, they've hit rock bottom, and you've seen so many of them over the years get set free and transformed. Yeah. Have you got any stories of of people you can go, oh, that was one of the best ones? You know, oh, oh that that story, you know, that's amazing what God yeah. did in their life. You got any stories for us? I find it hard to pinpoint. You know, this was a this was a good one because. When you see God transform someone's life or when a life just takes a whole new direction, they're all good. <laughs> they're yeah. all great stories. And I, I think one of the things that I love the most is seeing the physical change. So when a guy comes in, it'll be like that guy that's in that ad, that, I mean, that what you were just talking about, and I've lost everything and not just, um, you know, emotionally broken um, but physically, you know, they can be really just really broken and dishevelled and, yeah, not not looking their best. Mm. And within, you know, that first couple of weeks or over the next few months, you see this physical change. And, like, just recently I went away for a couple of days, just we had a few days off, and I came home and one guy in particular, I just thought, who is this? You know, like, all of a sudden, like, like, you know, you know it's the same person, but looks like a new person yeah. and glowing almost. Like you just said to anything, where did this good looking guy come from? You know, because it was just so different to who came through the gates, you know, just a matter of weeks before. Oh, I find it so hard to think of one particular person. I just, I just love to see the change. The, you see them becoming who it is that God's created them to be. Yeah. Not yeah. who the world has broken them down to be, which is pretty raw and pretty tragic sometimes. Yeah. Um, and the other big thing that I do love to see is the restoration, um, not just in that person's life, but that ripple effect that goes into the family's lives and, mm. and relationships that were not only non-existent, but you could argue that they're totally irreparable. Yeah. And, um from every perspective, you just think this is impossible. I mean, we, I still think that sometimes I think this is not going to work, you know, just from a, you know, my little perspective. But then, you know, God gets involved and all of a sudden, like, families are changing and you, you can catch up with people years later. And, um, yeah, it's just incredible to see, you know, mums and sons are talking or fathers and daughters or they're talking to brothers and sisters and... Um, even wives and husbands and, and things like that, like broken relationships have actually been restored. Yeah. And because, um, you know, God really is in that business of reconciliation and mm. restoration. And so when you see that happen, I guess that's the bit I love. Like yeah. I know um, a lot of the focus can be just the drug addiction, you know, getting off the drugs and, you know, getting the new life. And, and that's all brilliant. But I, for me, it's really special to see that ripple effect and how it can go on to impact others in the community. And, yeah. um, and that's what we all need, isn't it? A bit of um, inspiration and encouragement. And 
you know, together we can just achieve so much. There's a lot of people that volunteer and help out at Sherwood. Uh, if people want to get involved, what kind of uh, volunteer work could people do? Uh, well, we're a very practical <laughs> rehab, so it's a real practical opportunity to put your faith in action. All sorts of jobs that um, that we've got going here and that people come and get involved in from cooking, cleaning, um, groundwork, farm work, just general building, maintenance, painting, um, because the whole just maintaining this property um, is a big part. And so really everyone that comes here, you know, we do have specific things that we look after and might be our, our jobs, but at the end of the day, we're, we always do a bit of everything. So mm. we're all happy to get in, get involved, whatever that might be. And, yeah, we're really um, blessed to have some great volunteers coming out. Well, we're all, we're all volunteers actually here, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we all do it for the love of it and for the heart of it. And um, But, yeah, it's a real whatever you think you might be good at. You know, it could be making cups of tea for people, can be, you know, weeding gardens, can be doing music, can be all, you know, all those different talents and mm. gifts that we all have coming together on a practical level here. That's wonderful. I know that you've got uh, the Word for Today devotional out there that you offer to the guys living there and, you also have yep. Vision Christian Radio uh, hardwired into the bedrooms there, so they all listen. Yeah, we do. Is it a, so a good help? Was, yeah, it is. It's great because you can have it on any time and the content's good. Mm. You know, it's quality content. And, um, you know, when guys are struggling or not just guys, anyone, when you're struggling and you're in a hard place and, you know, maybe you've got that just negative thinking and things like that happening, the last thing you want to do is put on stuff that's, you know, going to bring you down or you know, just reinforce the loss that you've got or um, all that sort of thing in your life. So it is good, good conversations that you hear on there and the music, you know, uplifting. We've had we've had it hard ride in probably for about two years now mm -hmm. and always had positive feedback from everyone. So Wonderful. And tell us a bit about uh, if people want to get in contact and, you know, make a donation or volunteer or just, you know, interact with you guys. Uh, you're, you, you've got a Facebook page, you've got a website. What's, what's the website? Yeah, got a website, just sherwoodcliffs.com.au. Yeah, so you can get on there and um, find out a bit more about what we do. If you're interested in being involved or um, want to get on our mailing list, we put a newsletter out four times a year, or you'd like to donate, um, you can give us a call or you can send us an email or, um, yeah, find us on Facebook and um, get in contact. Wonderful. Well, we also have an open barbecue if I can just that's right every Saturday is it yeah every Saturday so if you're in the area and you want to come out and have a sticky beak or be involved um yeah for you can come anytime from four o'clock we have afternoon tea you can have a wander around check the place out dinner's at six and we have dinner together around the fire and just a really good night Love it. So many good memories. I remember going out on Saturday nights regularly and remember doing Bible studies with the guys there back in the day. It is yeah, so yeah, good yeah. so good to hear. Uh, and I remember having a youth camp there one time uh, in the little, little school hall there. It was an awesome time. Yeah. So many great memories. Well, it's a blessing to hear from you, Chantel, and blessings to you and Colin and John Pierre and Honey. Uh, a wonderful ministry, Sherwood Cliffs Rehab. People can Google it, find more info. And uh, yeah. Chantel, I reckon you're history maker. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having us on, Matt. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. 
that you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.